கன்சாய்ஸ் கன்சாரத்வா சாம்பல்நாரா ஸ்ரோதா மித்ரோனே என்னுடைய வணக்கங்கள் நாம் பிறந்தது வளர்ந்தது திருச்சியில் திருச்சி என்றாலே மலைக்கோட்டை அல்லது ஸ்ரீரங்கம் நினைவு வரும் ஜெனே குஜராத்தி லோகோ கோய்வார் மலுக்கோட்டா கஹேச்சே கை லோக் திருச்சிக்கோ பிஹெச்இஎல் செ ஜான்தேன் பேல் ஜெசே கோய் கானே கீ சீஸ் ஹோ ஐ ஸ்டடிட் இன் இங்கிலீஷ் மீடியம் ஸ்கூல் ஜிஸ்கா சஞ்சாலன் தக்ஷின் பாரத் ஹிந்தி பிரச்சார சபா கர்த்தா जो भी कारण हो लेकिन उच्च कक्षाओं में हिंदी पढ़ाने के लिए एक हिंदी शिक्षक नहीं थे अदनाल पत्ता वगुप तेरवल नान तिरंदृत मोड़ी तमिल वैसे भी आठवीं कक्षा के बाद कोई तीसरी भाषा तो थी नहीं और दूसरी भाषा के लिए और कोई विकल्प नहीं था हिंदी प्रचार सभा इन तमिलनाडु इज अ पोटेंट ट्रिगर टू अट्रैक्ट लिंग्विस्टिक पॉलिटिक्स विच हैज बीन अराउंड इन द स्टेट सिंस दिक्सटीज वन डे Goons of a political party, not a very difficult one to guess, forcibly entered the school and blackened wherever they saw Hindi. This was around the time when the Hindi names in railway stations were also blackened with paint. And they remained like that for months afterwards. Imagine if there were social media in those days. We would have heard the same silence from assorted irrational groups based on rationalism as today. Just that today, black paint is replaced with black shirts or red t-shirts with an inexplicable pride in not learning a language that is hardly forced down their throats. It is a progress in some way, I must say, from blatant gundagri to stupid t-shirts because despite the polarization, I would like to think that the zeitgeist is moving towards weakening such groundless narratives. The issue, as we know by now, is not about supporting the language of the state that would have been far easier all they needed to do was to give other languages including english a secondary or a tertiary position the issue is about opposing just that one language because that is what decades of systematic dissolution of mental faculty does as if english or urdu were around since millennia and pose no threat just as these language warriors supported by assorted irrational groups based on rationalism or trying to rewrite the history of ancient excavations they would try to also convince us that urdu was around during the sangam age or that the harvest king rajendra cholan encouraged english in his court harvest king because you see we cannot call him a hindu king around where i stay you could go to any electrical store and ask what you want in hindi every electrical store is run by someone from rajasthan and guess what they have learned tamil fast and they speak better tamil than this apsakallamaliya atpakkamwariya gang and believe me they get the r quite well when my tamil teacher told us that it is called sirappuragaram the unique r sound i told him that we have one in gujarati too he said it's not the same and asked me to sit down i never knew he was the wikipedia of those days even then as now i fail to understand how a unique sound makes any difference and it's not even unique despite what you would hear about it just to take a small detour this reminds me of the continuous corruption in the spoken language and this seems more prevalent in urban areas from the days of chupke chupke where ainga and jainga were considered as brasht bhasha we have now come to accept kam se kam 250 haddi todela hoenga as normal 
even otherwise we have so many dialects and accents in kathiawar for example you could hear harangpurni hadi or sarangpurni sadi we once were met with stares when we asked the people in bota the way to sarangpur the next time we said harangpur we got the answer coming back to the point of gujaratis and rajasthanis and people from other state coming here there is also this argument if their states were doing great then there would be no need for them to come here their presence here is a reflection of the poor state of affairs in their state and because of this they are taking away our jobs the people of this state long ago traveled to faraway lands in southeast asia for business or maybe i am mistaken and tamil is one of the official languages of singapore because of the movies assuming that no one is allowed to come here to do business what exactly is the plan run electrical stores because they have red and black wires produce more movies where a fair skin half sari clad heroine from the north can be shown her place by the hero who with his sidekicks is upholding the local culture language has always been a trigger for division but then what is not in our country anything from the amount of free dhania with vegetables to what is cooking in my rasodu becomes a trigger what i am talking about however is the kind of trigger that becomes political religion caste and of course language while tamil nadu may be a tad over enthusiastic in going overboard with linguistic pride other states indulge in it too in varying degrees it would be interesting to see whether linguistic pride or rather the political manifestation of linguistic pride correlates positively with socialism and therefore employment opportunities at the same time the overzealousness with which hindi is propagated if not enforced in government institutions cannot be overemphasized sometimes it borders upon being plain insensible finite element analysis a computational technique that is widely used in many industries and quite well known globally with that name for example becomes parimit avyav vishleshan apparently there is a large group of people whose only job is to come up with new hindi words the importance of hindi in northern states is huge and we all know that i read a tweet that political pundits cannot write off rahul gandhi any longer because he is now speaking hindi with confidence it's always difficult for anyone living in delhi or whereabouts for decades to learn hindi it's not an easy language to learn you know i think it also makes sense for him to learn hindi the lies when spoken in english are not reaching the right people the people who actually vote by lying in hindi i am sure it would make a difference especially coming from someone who uses confidence like rahul gandhi mujhe us din ki pratiksha hai jab rahul gandhi chennai aayenge aur nishank coach hindi mein apna bhashan denge jo congress ki choti nahiya jhutke samandar mein dagmaga rahi hai हो सकता है कि उस भाषण के बाद डगमगाना ही छोड़ दे ऑन अ मोर सीरियस और राधर लेस वन ईयर नोट दो द लैंग्वेज डिस्कशन वॉज रिस्टार्टेड बाई नेशनल एजुकेशन पॉलिसी ड्राफ्ट डॉक्यूमेंट आइरोनिकली इज अ गुड एग्जाम्पल ऑफ हाउ नॉट टू राइट अ ड्राफ्ट डॉक्यूमेंट इट रन इन टू हंड्रेड ऑफ पेजेस ऑफ स्टिल्टेड ट्रोस विथ हार्डली एनी इलिस्ट्रेशन और इंफॉर्मेटिव ग्राफिक्स NEP recommends that education be imparted in the state language 
and the mother tongue and i sincerely believe that this is a much needed reform i am surprised at the amount of research done and referenced by nep that concludes that children learn better in their mother tongue but still as i said a welcome move obviously this has led to the rather unsurprising extrapolation about how developed countries like japan and germany have developed and industrialized themselves because their children learn in japanese and german respectively and not in english we have schools too by the way especially government schools where the medium of instruction has been the state language for decades what has this done to their livelihood options should we wait a few more decades to find out usually the ones who emphasize this this simple correlation between language and development or the ones who have studied in english medium or in a good professional phase in their careers and now miss enjoying all jewels that their culture has to offer it is a fair regret to have no doubt but we also tend to project our regrets to our children and to our society as a whole on the other side is the other extreme that english is a global language and there is no way we could survive if we do not learn english look at it they point out all programming languages are in english the retort usually is that sanskrit is the best language for programming this is rather unfortunate and like all bad arguments ends up only making things worse the whole sanskrit is the best language started from a paper that was published in 1985 titled knowledge representation in sanskrit and artificial intelligence in case you thought artificial intelligence is new you should now know better the paper was written by one rick bricks who was then at a research center in nasa no wonder we lapped it up it's from nasa we wouldn't have believed it had it been written by rishi bagri instead of rick bricks from isro instead of nasa no offense to the dude with that name out there since then we keep making this argument about sanskrit and programming languages but even the ones arguing for this have not told us how by the way you should read this paper the pdf is available for download on the internet and it is a very interesting read we could create a programming language in one of our own languages and call it ajgar or manikam or sava sorry there is no ja as such but the point is that that may still not help it is not that difficult actually to create a wrapper around existing programming languages the issue with programming or good programming is not the natural language but the affinity to think analytically breaking down a task into simple components and also perhaps the affinity to create new things out of the blue if you are into programming you would know how object oriented programming forces you to think differently breaking down a complex program into modules and classes and methods has anyone studied what are the common attributes of good programmers do they have a hobby for example that involves creating something do they look like a stereotypical it guy wearing a jeans and a t-shirt and carrying a screwdriver in his pocket in case you ask them stupid questions i don't know but the point is that we are simplifying programming and for that matter we are simplifying everything else to the choice of the natural language i mean i really like the kiss principle keep it simple stupid 
but that doesn't mean that we oversimplify just because we want others to align to our beliefs coming back to english it does create a divide between the urban and the rural societies there is no doubt about that it fosters a cultural elitism that is more ingrained than we think especially if we think we speak good english many who have not studied in english or who have not studied proper english go through struggles that are very real and they continue throughout their lives like a painful scar when they have to decide on a school for their children and these scars throb with a dull pain what do you think they would choose culture or livelihood i am perhaps oversimplifying this ironically but the crux in this argument is this culture and livelihood or culture versus livelihood why should they be mutually exclusive instead of saying that japan and germany are more developed because they educate their children in their mother tongues perhaps we should delve deeper into how their culture and their livelihood are intertwined with the language that they speak i mean language cannot be the only parameter here just look at the countries where the medium of instruction is their local language but they have not been as successful in the global arena i am sure we can find 10 20 or 50 examples essentially there is a need for deeper understanding on the impact of languages on different aspects of our lives and how that impacts in turn our society our community and our nation as a whole tenai portavare naam in the podcast ahi samapt karisho aapke sath phir milenge agle podcast mein mai maa saraswati bless you all